Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Hi, this is Zivi Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast. Moms don't have time to read books. And speaking of books, I have two of my own books coming out this spring and summer. Princess Charming is a picture book, which debuts on April 19th. And Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature, comes out on July 1st, and it is truly a labor of love. I hope you'll pre-order, order, and join me on tour as I go across the country. You can find out more at zibbyowens.com or bookendsmemoir.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at zibbyowens because I always post about everything. Enjoy the show. Emily Wibberly and Austin Siegemund Broca are co-authors of The Roughest Draft. They met and fell in love in high school. Austin went on to graduate from Harvard, while Emily graduated from Princeton. Together, they are the authors of several novels about romance for teens and adults. Now married, they live in Los Angeles, where they continue to take daily inspiration from their own love story. Aw. Welcome, Austin and Emily. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss The Roughest Draft. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for having us. So introduce yourselves. Obviously, one of you is a man and a woman. But just in case, introduce yourselves and we'll jump right into it. I'm Emily Wibberly. And I'm Austin Sigmund Broca. And how did you two pair up? Why did you decide to write this book? What are we doing here? Tell me the whole story. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I mean, this book is a long time coming. This is the culmination of a long journey. We've been writing together for six, seven years, you know, which is most of our adult lives. It started with Emily. (laughs) Yes. I mean, we should say that we are married and we have been together since we were in high school. So we met sometime sometime in middle school or high school it's unclear and we've been dating <laughs> we've been dating since we were 17 yep and then we went to college and i decided i wanted to write and then one day i you know i was always kind of bouncing ideas off of austin and we were brainstorming with him and one day i was like well, why don't you just 
take a look at this and add to it. And then that is how the partnership began. And I was, I was thrilled to join on, you know, I've always loved, you know, story and, and books and literature as well. And it was always a, a real point of mutual interest for us. You know, as a, as a couple, there are things you talk about more than others. You got to have some, some mutual interests some things in common. And we loved reading, writing story, breaking down movies, TV, whatever we were reading. And so the jump to applying those conversations to things we were working on ourselves felt very natural. So our writing partnership began there and, and kind of took off inspired by perhaps our own high school romance. We started in the young adult space and have written there for, for some time. And the roughest draft was our jump to adult romance, which I think was inspired, you know, as, as much by the market and by the this idea we were really excited to have, as by the fact that we ourselves are are growing up in a in a phrase and 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 wanted to work with characters who were dealing with some of the logistical and existential pressures that we are now looking into. Wow. Well, I have to say, I was sort of surprised that your characters were as young as they were. <laughs> Maybe because. You know, as a 45-year-old woman, I just assume everybody, every (laughs) protagonist is me (laughs) or something like that. But as I was reading it, you don't reveal the ages until a little bit into it. And then I was like, oh, what? This is how they're like, what, 31 and 28 or something like that? Yes. Yes. And I'm like, oh, wow, but they seem so wise and they seem to have gone through so much at this point. And she's already become a bestseller, right? You open it up when um, I, I'm really bad with names, especially character names. Tell me your character names. Katrina, Katrina. And Katrina, Nathan. right. Kat, Katrina. So Katrina's like in the bookstore and somebody's trying to sell her her own book, which is such yeah. a great scene. It's so good. <laughs> and to have it in a book, it's like, so the whole thing is so meta. I love it. <laughs> and I just thought at first I thought, oh, this is like a white haired older lady <laughs> who's like wandering in for her successful book. And then I'm like, what? No, it's this like really cool younger woman who's already been so weathered by the book yeah. process, basically. So <laughs> I mean that was that was that was important to us. It, the publishing process years are made up of days and sometimes the days are very long and very confusing. And so we wanted to write characters who were closer to our own age, but also to characters who felt like they'd already achieved and won and lost so Mm -hmm. much. And the stretch of life before them was now long and confusing. How Uh, old are you guys? Can I even ask that? Yeah, I'm 30. I just turned 30. I am just 29. uh, (laughs) So dating an older woman. (laughs) But I'm married to a younger man, if it makes sense. <laughs> wow. And you've already done so much. Oh my gosh. This is humbling for everybody listening. Oh. And you're really good writers. I mean, this is a really great book. I, I'm serious. You really get into the, you immediately show us who the characters are on like an emotional deep level, like what they're thinking and feeling and all of that. But with the alternating narratives and all that, it's like the plot itself is propulsive. You're like, what is going to happen? Like, I want to be in this Key West house myself right now. Like, how do I get into this Good. house? Is the house? <laughs> okay. you know, We felt the same. Right? Yes. It's like dream house. Do you go on Zillow and like pretend to have your characters yeah, actually, live in houses? Yes. Totally. And like yeah. we had planned that, you know, when we sold, when we were, you know, coming up with the idea and pitching it, we were like, well, we'll totally do this. Like when we're, when we sell the book, we will totally go and get a, like rent a house for a um, couple weeks and like write some of the book, like do method writing with Katrina Nathan. Mm-hmm. And then of course the pandemic, we sold it like in March of of 2020. So that was not really, Didn't our happen. deadline did Didn't not line up no. with being able to travel. Still haven't made that forward trip. <laughs> One day. 
I love this like bullying agent character. <laughs> tell, me, tell me about him and how he came to be. <laughs> no, he's really the, the only true villain we've written in our whole career. If we had somebody that, that Katrina was with out of a sense of, of needing some stability and some security in her life, we really needed him to be somebody the audience would root for her to pull back from. So we kind of invested in him every publishing cliche and every male cliche. And a little bit more, you know... Our, our one of our agents' early notes was like, can you make him more of like a Hollywood agent so uh-huh. that his <laughs> that it's more believable that he's so, he's so wicked. And we we're like, for sure. Because I think <laughs> we're like, it's not a reflection of you, our lovely agent. It's just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing like him. <laughs> wow. But he was fun to write, to be honest. Somebody who who embodied so many, so many manipulative, so many nasty traits that professional spheres in, in all industries, uh, sort of, sort of occupy. So. Wow. Got and I really- love how, I love how Nathan gets so inspired by Katrina's conversation with the agent. Who's also, you know, her longstanding fiance and <laughs> like, Oh, well this is great. And then he just starts writing the <laughs> as yes. it is. And that he can yeah. kind of look into, he, he can, every what's the word all the body language right he reads into all of it where how she's sitting how she's because he knows katrina so well from writing (laughs) you know what i should have backed up and asked you guys to describe this book i'm not (laughs) supposed to say you guys anymore right isn't that like something you're not supposed to say (laughs) what what is the could the two of you please describe explain the plot a little better now that i've been like chit-chatting with you about it Yes, we would be glad to. The Roughest Draft is about two authors who have written a best-selling novel together, but split under mysterious, unknown circumstances. And years later, they have another book under contract. And for different professional or personal reasons, they both agree that they will return to a house together to write this one last book and sort of face what has happened between them. Wow. I love how they even argue about how they're going to do it. Like, when Nathan's like, all right, was it Nathan? No, Katrina at first was like, we'll do, you know, we'll do parts and then we'll trade off sections. (laughs) And he was like, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. Right. We have to do it together. So how do you two do it? Like how now that, you know, you're like, you're like Nathan and Katrina here. I mean, this is so like, (laughs) I'm like in the real book right now. (laughs) Let me tell you, we have debated over how and, and what logistical means we will actually get the writing done. Our, our process is, is, is pretty similar to theirs. Although with some key differences, we write just about everything together in the same room. It is not a trading chapters situation or a one person takes one perspective and the other person takes another. We basically try to write every line on every page together. What this commonly looks like is Emily, sitting across the room with the outline she has thoroughly crafted, sort of explaining what has to happen next in the paragraph and sentence, and me offering solutions on how to spin it into prose. And then we talk about those and what what finally works goes in the book. Sometimes we sit next to each other and pass the computer, but we try not to make a habit of it. Wow. And you don't, do you fight? Oh, constantly. All the time. Like, yeah. So a lot, a lot of moments in the Rubbers Draft are, are, we wanted to get that across that there yeah. is a lot of conflict sure. from writing. And um, there is a scene in the book where, where Nathan and Katrina have a longstanding feud over a certain word and, and the word is always, and that is 
that is real that we just put that in because it was a fun little joke for ourselves that like Austin doesn't like the word always. And so I am always trying to fight to get it into the book because I like the word. And that was just a bit of fun we had. Yeah, we'll be honest. Most of the writing disagreements and, and you know, issues over pacing or how much to describe or where to start or word choice. Most of those are exactly real. Obviously, the emotional angle for these characters is what we have invented right. completely. But the, the, nuts, the nuts and bolts are pretty authentic. We generally, you know, we fight and then we, when the workday is over, we put it away and yes. we are able to go back to being a married couple yep. <laughs> with, you know, which is regular conflict and not screaming about a certain word. Yep. Doesn't, I mean, I would feel like it would be very hard to shut off the work stuff, given that you're like living and breathing the novels and all of that. How do you separate it? How do you, you know, like go to, yeah. We probably don't, like, we talk about work a lot over we do. Um, meals and stuff. And in fact, the roughest draft was an idea that we had while on our honeymoon. Uh-huh. And, oh, really? And, yes. and we got the idea on our honeymoon. <laughs> and I was like, what, kept trying to like brainstorm it while we we're like walking around Italy. And Austin's like, no, no, no. Like we're on our honeymoon. We yep. are not going to work right now. Nope. So those, those issues do come up. But yeah, we were um, we were honestly just chatting over the breakfast table in Florence, and and Emily remarked that you know having recently gotten married, our agent and editor must be re- relieved, reassured that we weren't going to break up now. Our, our writing partnership would continue, continue to flourish, and we we looked at each other and realized, well, what if we did? What would that look like? Mm-hmm. Authors who were bound to continue this career together despite wanting nothing to do with each other, despite having a storied past themselves, and the idea was born. And then it percolated and we did not brainstorm it for the whole day, except we kind of did. <laughs> wow. That's so fun. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I had this idea yesterday when I was talking to an author about... A book, or maybe she was. I think an author recommended a book that I hadn't heard of, and I felt foolish not having heard of it. So I was kind of nodding along with it. And I was thinking, <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if we invented some book that actually didn't exist and started like making it a success <laughs> and try to get it on the bestseller list? But actually, there's yeah. like, no book. There's, whoa. <laughs> Like, you mean, I feel like you, you want to write that for me? Yeah. You guys write it because I'm not an author. 
<laughs> right. That's a brilliant publishing satire. That's yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. like, like yeah. the producers, but a little different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's a book, you know, have you read? And every, and then you have all these scenes where like all these intellectual, you know, everyone's right. like, oh my right. gosh, of course it was so great. And <laughs> I read it here. I read the galley. Like, well, yeah. I read it, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Great buzz. I can see the title now. <laughs> Ooh, great buzz. I love it. <laughs> All right. Will you please write it? I want to read it. Absolutely. Okay. Top of queue. Put right it on. on put it on your list. Um, <laughs> if only I could make these projects just appear. Like, the ideas are not the problem. It's just like the execution. Of oh, oh sure. tell me about yeah. it. We've got. Uh, How, you I, must have a bazillion ideas. iPhone notes scrolls long of stuff. Where it's like, yeah, it'd be cool to write that one day. <laughs> I hope we get to it. So what? What are you working on now? Yeah, we're next. actually working on revising our our second adult novel, which is set to come out next year. And we wish we could say I more know. about it, but we're very excited. <laughs> you can't say uh, a word. Not well, like a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a story about a marriage. Uh, it's a story about a couple whose marriage isn't in the place they want on their fifth anniversary and on a anniversary getaway, they stumble on an unusual situation that might make things better. Interesting. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I feel like not to keep going about your age, but there is this <laughs> wisdom. I'm no, I'm serious. There is this wisdom in the characters that doesn't that feels like mature and thoughtful. And so I feel like, are you two old souls? Like, is that what it is? Like, how did are you older siblings? Like, where is this all coming from? <laughs> I am. I am. You have a, a tough older. childhood that you're like looking through. We certainly have a lot of ups and downs in publishing. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> definitely. And. Uh, I'm an only child who's an older sibling. Yes. You know, we did get together at 17. So it kind of reflects, like, we sort of knew that we were like, you know, we're this is it. We're good now. And so I think that because we've had so much relationship behind us, it, it just, like, made us think like we were in a different part of our life when we were younger. We really have had to negotiate a lot of logistical changes, a lot of life changes, a lot of those inflection points where you look at what you want to do and what you're committed to and say, no, I have to hold on to this thing that I know is, is real. Very much true in our relationship, very much true in publishing where there have been ups and downs and, and, and confusions and, and, points like these characters. And and honestly, many of our friends who are our age have encountered similar things where we've sort of faced a couple choices now where, where, you know, that one way leads one way and the other way leads another way. Mm -hmm. And you have to think long and hard about how those will affect you. Mm -hmm. So we, we loved writing these characters because we felt we got to explore that more than we ever have in our young adult, where it's all about making those choices for the Mm -hmm. first time. This was all about getting in touch with characters who had already made some of those choices. And now we're seeing the effects of those rippling across the years. So it was a unique challenge for us. And I think a lot of that went into the characters because we enjoyed doing it. It was a very new creative task. And as for the age thing, I mean, there are two of us. So our combined age is it's a know, very good. Point. We really, we, we, like is, yes. experience. it's the, it's the benefit of having a co-author is that it's really a collaboration and we really right. get to, take advantage of the other person's brain, honestly. Yeah. And so which of you was this now a high school breakup? Who of who have you like because we did we, the we divorce? Did not, no. Why, why is that from? You know, 
It's sort of like a thought experiment. Yeah, these were ourselves. these were nightmare versions. Yeah. Um, which, I, should, um, I shouldn't be saying like everything in fiction has to come from reality at all. <laughs> I and mean, so I, the book I'm is just, about. So. I'm just crying into your yeah. relationship. With her, so excuse me. <laughs> I mean, this is exactly the theme we wanted to probe, though. Like the, to to an extent, it does, it and does. it's often difficult writing opposite your spouse to slap those implicit disclaimers on certain things that you say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, we have not had any sort of acrimonious breakup or any kind of <laughs> acrimonious breakup at, at all. This was, yeah, this was just like the Fleetwood Mac version of what our career could have been uh, in the interest of, of literary fun. And are you fans of Emily Henry? I know that um, Beatrice. Yes. Long you know, Beatrice came out like right when we finished writing right. the book. And I, I remember I was like, okay, so I got to read Beatrice and make sure that they are not the same book. Right. And I like read it in a day, like right before we turned in the book. And I was like, all right, they're different books. Like it's all good. Right. But of course we adore Emily Henry and people meet on vacation as well. Yes. Like, yep. Absolutely. All her books. Who else do you love to read? Both of you. Well, Taylor Jenkins Reid is another huge inspiration. Mm-hmm. Both yes. the, the richness of her contemporary storytelling, but also in stuff like Daisy Jones, it really gets at these creative relationships that are lifelong and, and sometimes life torturing. Yeah. But in, in romance, you know, we, we love anything that's meta. So like the bromance book club, you know, <laughs> anything do. that kind of interacts with, with romance as a genre, Super we love fun. a lot. Yeah. 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 We adore the whole genre. It's been a lot of fun to sort of get, get, get into it basically learn this community and, and all of its nuances and make new friends, read great books, you know, the things you hope for. I cannot wait until, well, I shouldn't assume this either. Are kids in your future? You- <laughs> yes. One day they yes. are. <laughs> well, if, if, and when that happens, I cannot wait to hear how you write about that. <laughs> figure something out to embarrass the young yeah. oh my gosh i am excited very excited. Yeah. well i i feel like there's did you watch that movie with diane keaton a long time ago where she's writing the novel in the hamptons jack nicholson something's gotta oh, give is that what it's yes, called yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> i feel like there's something similar even though the characters are much younger that's this sort of like Beautiful setting, trying to write. We love very like cinematic. Anyway, is this is there hopes of this being a film or on the screen in some way, or do you already have a deal and I didn't know about it? (laughs) Certainly hopes. We will see what happens. You know, film is such a it's a long process that has begun. Yeah, it's a long process. It's never till you get like across the finish line, you know, that something ever truly materializes. So fingers crossed we reach that finish line. That's right. to Hollywood's ears, yeah, we're 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 hopeful the things that have started to materialize pan out. It could be neat to do a whole you know, like a limited series, but they're different couples, different writing partners. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh man, oh, sign us, you know, know. right? Wouldn't that be kind of neat? Yeah. Um, like collaborations, like yeah, collaborations. Maybe that's another title. Yeah, maybe we'll do go. that next. Yeah, yeah, we got plenty of ideas cooking here. This is yeah, good. This is great. Gotta do this on the regular. <laughs> Yeah, I want to just like have a shared doc into your notes app. You know, all seriousness, that's kind of how our partnership began. It's just like, oh, that'd be cool. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Oh, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Like, and, then, and then there you are. Suddenly you're writing together six years later. First, being on the side, it's like, it's a good idea, but do I want to invest two to three years of my life writing about it and then marketing it? And, I know. That's, you know, you've you got to really love them. And, and honestly, we've had those ideas where like we've put a lot of time into it and then like it hasn't gone anywhere. And we're like, you know what? It's okay to let that one go. <laughs> it's like there are other things that we love more. Yes. 
I get it. Amazing. Well, what advice do you have to aspiring authors? Yeah, absolutely. Reading widely in the genre is super important. And to finish, finish those ideas, you know, it's, it's really tempting to, you come up with a great idea, like on a call with someone, and then you want to just start writing that one. And so you forget about the one that you are 50% of the way through, and maybe it doesn't feel as fun and shiny anymore. And so to really just sit down and make yourself finish those projects that you, you know, maybe right now you're a little lost in them because you're in the middle, but at the beginning you really believed in them. And so find, find that again. Yeah. You know, even, even when it's hard, keep going because I think that sometimes people, particularly writers starting out, expect that it will always be fun and it will always feel like you're pouring your soul off the page. And a lot of days it doesn't. A lot of days it feels like you're just translating something your soul thought three months ago. And that's a lot harder, more granular a job than it sometimes feels. But we've always found that if you just kind of muscle through and do those parts that feel like work, when you get to the end and you read it back, you can have this wonderful moment of being like, oh yeah, I do love this idea. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad I, I got this down. I'm so glad I got through this because it actually works. Amazing. Love it. All right. Well, I can't wait to see what comes next for you. I'm such a fan. I'll be following whatever you Hi, do. Hi, I'm Sydney Owens, and you're online. listening Thank to the Award Podcast. Moms Fun don't have time to read books. <laughs> if you like this podcast, you totally love my new anthology called Moms Don't Have Time to Have Kids. Best of luck. Check it out, and you'll hear from 49 authors about all sorts of things moms don't have time to do. All the authors have been on this podcast. Also, check out my TikTok at Zibby and Tracy. My other podcast, Sex Talk with Zibby and Tracy. Check out Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. And of course, my new publishing company called Zivi Books. And now back to our daily author interview site and a quick hello from some of my kids. Hi. Hi. Hello. Enjoy the show. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.